This episode of Finding Demo Surf Fishing is being brought to you by Ninja Tackle. You guys know I love his stuff. Matt's got great things, ninjatackleva.com. Lots of great things on the website. I have one in particular. I mean, you guys know I love the rods. The seven-footer, I use it in the surf. I use it in my kayak. I can use it at the causeway. It is an all-around versatile, great rod for me to throw lures uh, and rigs. You can set it, too. It is cool. And the 8.6, you've seen a lot of it, especially with Justin Reed fishing. Me, myself, I throw metal lures out there, and I just it just goes, man. It has handled everything I've thrown at it. All the way up to 13-footers, he's got all the rods covered. You need reels? He's got some in there. He's got the Accios and uh, some other pieces. He's got other rods, rigs, hooks. Jeez, you name it. He's got it there, huh? And if you're into firearm, firearm accessories, you need optics, anything like that, or pieces for an AR or Glock. Yep, he's got them in there too at Ninja Tactical, another great side of the website. So ninjatackleva.com. Get on over there. Get your order in today. You won't be sorry. New episode, new week. I hope you're doing well wherever you are. And fishing has been phenomenal. It has been rough up here. And uh, yeah, it's just the summer, man. It gets you. It's just not fun. But hey, you can still get out there and fish. And that's the most important thing. And you can hone your craft. This week, we are staying in Florida. Yeah, we're running a little south, though. Running over to the Atlantic side. We're going to be talking with Real Healing Outdoors. Uh, Found him through social media, of course, because you know me. I'm a social media stalker. I love everybody's content. So fun to learn about and see. And this week, I finally got him to come on. I got him a break in his schedule, and we're going to have a great conversation. So uh, I'll let him tell his story. I'm not going to run my mouth the entire time like you guys know I like to. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Chris. Good to have you here, man. Thank you for inviting me. This is uh, exciting and new for me. <laughs> yeah, people are all like, a lot of people like to say it. it's like this is um, a little different. I haven't haven't played this game before. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you are down in Florida. You're down in South Florida. Well, Mid Florida, I guess, is the better yeah, way to Central say it. Florida. There we yeah. go. Um, and you've been doing content for, geez, a little while, and now you're you're running guides. You're just running around here, man. And yeah, it's been fun stuff watching. You're doing some great things. Thank you. I appreciate it. I started back in uh, 2019 as uh, Real Healing Outdoors as uh, a gateway uh, <clears throat> for my mental health. I needed something to uh, kind of get me to detour away from the negative and onto the positive side. So that's when I decided to take it as a business and uh, to help others understand that there's an outlet out there and surf fishing by far is definitely one of my top outlets that helped me on my healing process dude it, it, you're right that stuff fishing can do great things and a lot of i don't want to say a lot of but several of our fellow veterans because you were also a veteran you're a veteran of the united states army you did your times over there you and i were both in country in iraq around the same time we were talking about that pre-show so we both have uh we both seen the the, uh, the interesting other side of the world fishing yeah. is such a great place to get your brain out of the hole and back into the happy and the sun doesn't hurt when it's sunny out so 
that's very true. That's that's one of the main things I look for. I look to get new tan lines every time I go out there. <laughs> oh, that's that's well put, actually. Very well put. <laughs> All right, let's back it up. Let's start at the beginning. We'll get right into this here. Tell us your story and what got you into fishing. So uh, as a young boy, I was fishing. My dad took me on this uh, deep sea boat called the B-Love down in Lake Worth, Florida. And uh, we went off the, the boat and I remember we were using, I want to say uh, sardines maybe, but before I put it, they had the triple hooks. Before I set it on the hook, I would spread the fin out and make sure that was, it made it extra good for the fish to bite. I remember one time dropping it out and then feeling that little nibble nibble started reeling. I told my dad I couldn't handle it anymore. Well, uh, we reeled it in and it was a 46 or a 48 inch barracuda that won the pool. What? So I was, yeah, I was super excited. <clears throat> so on the way home, uh, being excited that I won the pool, only six or seven years old, uh, I asked my mom, so uh, when are they going to come and install the pool? And she had to break my heart and let me know that it wasn't that type of pool that I won. But of course, I never saw the money anyways. Of course not. You yeah. know, reasons. <laughs> yeah. So that was what uh, sparked my interest into fishing. And then growing up, because uh, we more we lived more inland, I did a lot of uh, freshwater fishing because that was just more convenient. But then as I grew up and got older, transportation, finances, all that stuff, I was able to start doing my own surf fishing. And that was back in uh, high school, senior year of high school, 2004 is when I started surf fishing on my own. And I've just been going at it ever since. But I've been real hardcore, I would say 2012, 13 is when I started to become really, really in desperate need of an outlet. And that's when uh, that's when that became my go-to a, a very good go-to addiction to go to uh oh, absolutely yes. Yes, sir. not not a bad one at all so nowadays i mean you're down there you've still got plenty of fishing opportunities what type of fishing do you like to do uh so i like to do a lot of surf fishing obviously off the beach i don't do too much pier fishing i haven't really done too much backwater country fishing only because i don't have a boat all i have is my legs so uh, just being off the beach right now is really what gets me, gets my, my fuel going. But with my son around, he likes the bass fish. So we do a lot of the lakes and pond hop around here a lot with him. So that keeps him motivated, keeps me motivated. So we're all happy. Is there anything better than seeing your kid catch something? Not at all. <laughs> that smile on his face especially when you have like the one V one challenges and he thinks he's beating you, but then dad comes back and beats him. It's always fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Those are definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, what is your favorite thing about fishing? Uh, serenity. I wouldn't necessarily say it's fishing. I would say it's the environment that, that you're in. You have other people that are out there fishing that are, could be struggling the same way you are that you don't know their story, but you know that you still have one thing in common and you're out there just fishing. And then to me, that's what it's about. It's the environment that brings everybody together. At least it should. Sometimes it doesn't, but majority of the time it does. 
Yeah, the latter or the latter better than the previous point on there. So yeah, I don't see. Nope, we're not getting into that. Nope, we're not going nope, down that path. That's another day. Yep. <laughs> what is your favorite fish to target? Mm. So I would have to say, um, well, it goes hand in hand. Shark fishing off the beach is is something that really is addicting. Like the the real just spinning out of control is something that is quite addicting. It gets your adrenaline really going. Um, but also pompano fishing too, because you throw a pompano rig out there with a piece of shrimp and fish bike, you have no idea what you're going to be reeling in. And that's what I like doing that. So, um, it's all fun to me. There's not really a particular, um, but I would probably go with pompano fishing because you just don't know what, what you're bringing in. Yeah, that's the fun thing of Florida. Uh, those double drop rigs, you put that out there with some fish bites, man. You're gonna you're gonna be shocked. You may not catch a pomp. You might catch something. You might catch a whiting Spanish, red, black, jack, jack. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you never know. Yeah, when yep. I caught my jack up here on, I was like, what the hell were you thinking, man? I wasn't even trying to target you. And right. You a freaking yeah. Double dropper. Yeah. Crazy. And uh, we recently, last time we went, we recently caught uh, a lot of small pup sharks on those double drop rigs. So that was fun, too. I bet it was definitely fun with those. What has been one of your craziest or favorite catches? So um, my craziest catch is obviously that B-Love story that I told um, just because the ending of that uh is something that i'll never forget but i would also say i caught a uh 71 inch i believe it was 71 inch black tip that was my biggest shark that i caught and that was by far my favorite because that put up a heck of a fight and i think i caught it on my own shark rig that i made at the time i used to make shark rigs um that's another story too um but yeah i think that that 71 inch black tip that I caught was one, probably my favorite catch that I have. That would have been fun. That, yeah. That's a serious fish right there. And well, well done. Yeah. It was fun times. I, I know this question isn't on here, but you brought it up before. And I want to say it. one of the fun things being a veteran and most veterans, I think you all can agree with us. The adrenaline rush that we played with while we were active duty or any of that piece, there's nothing like it that the, no there's not it it's insane and it it is a hell of a drug that our body produces for us and in fishing you can still get it a lot and with sharks especially i mean 600 pounder and it's just between you and a fishing line and it's come on we're fighting and that that's right that high is real man real real Especially when you start to release them and you have to get in like waist deep or chest deep water to push them back out past the sandbar. That little adrenaline rush right there, that'd do something to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I wish I could bottle it up sometimes, but come on, I need it. I just want that feel. Right. I get it. We've heard about it so many times. I mean, other veteran podcasts, other those pieces, there's. You know, we're not all thrill junkies. We're not doing that. It's just a nice, it's a nice feeling to have. And in our world, 
it's really cool that we can do that. We we can get that rush and we can feel that without the negative side effects of how it comes about. Right. <laughs> a little less hazardous uh, in our sport with it, yeah. but it's still there. But I'm glad you brought that up with the adrenaline piece because it really, it's important. It's something it you're fancy. It does. It really, yeah. it really does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yes sir oh man okay let me get back on track here what is a bucket list fish that you want to catch so off the beach it's i need a tiger shark that's my my bucket list fish i need a tiger shark i don't care where i have to travel to get to it but i I'm, by the time i'm six feet under i want to have a tiger shark on my belt I think you will. I mean, we've got plenty here, and you'll you'll nail one. Worst case, you have to come up here. Oh no, you have to oh, fish with us. Yeah, <laughs> something I look forward to doing one day. That's uh, good fishing all around, man. And up here is a lot of fun with the white sandy beaches. You can't. We don't. We're we're spoiled up here. We we know we are. We just you know have a tendency not to, you know, say it. We just like you oh. stay humble, which is good. <laughs> we- <laughs> <laughs> all right along the same lines there what would be a dream place that you would like to go fish um let's see i think i have i think like cabo saint lucas that would be a dream place for me uh just the the water there is something different that you don't really see and you don't have to go far to get big game fish too so and i'm i'm a really i like the caribbean a lot so I think that's somewhere where I would want to go and fish. Both of those sound cool. And uh, you talking about Cabo, I got an episode coming uh, out not too long. It's probably been released by the time or it will be released when ours airs. But uh, I was hearing that they can catch rooster fish from the surf in Cabo. Wow. And that's I'm like, amazing. like, come on, man. I've heard nothing but amazing things about how those things fight. Really? You're just going to add yeah. it? Got to do that now? Mm. Got to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, like, I wouldn't be able to bring my rods and I'm sure I could, actually, bring my rods and yeah. reels. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, so, yeah, we can do that one time. I have to plan it with the wife. Yeah. Oh, no. The wife has to yeah. go to Cabo. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right last question in this category and we'll move on to the fishing trips then uh knowledge piece what has been one of your favorite favorite fishing memories besides the barracuda um so anytime that i go out on the beach with family friends or clients and they're new just seeing them reeling in that catch and watching their expression of um like wow i just did this you know that memory that we put in their mind for the first time or the hundredth time is something that that is what makes me feel the way i feel when i do things like that that's good that's good stuff all right so we're going to move into the fishing knowledge here but we're a little ahead of schedule and we should just go ahead and knock this out real quick and make sure that you're good get your bait checked Oh, it's always so fun to remember that day. I always love that bait check thing on the video on the video side because it just reminds me of how good the fishing can be. This bait check is being brought to you by DS Custom Tackle, Delaware Surf Fishing. They've got a bunch of great things up there at the website DS Custom Tackle uh, DS Custom Man, I can't even speak today. 
awesome things with floats and rigs and they got barry's rig in here the bs fishing charters yep he's up there he's got some good stuff with the sand flea and the glow on the dark really cool rig there's also new floats coming out that are going to really tickle a lot of your fancies there they've been doing a lot of research and coming up with some really cool things that i think are going to help you out there so you've got the rigs you got hooks you got floats you've got oh i don't know jigs and teasers you've got a whole bunch of other pieces in there yeah and there's some more stuff coming to the website that i can't talk about but if you go to the website you'll take a look at it yes you will ds custom tackle always good stuff delaware you guys are doing great things we appreciate you love you to death all right moving into the fishing tips tricks and knowledge piece here how now for you you can put this in with your guides i don't know if you do it differently but i normally ask this as your personal fishing uh versus the guides because we're going to get into that for you how do you plan your fishing trips so i plan my fishing trips honestly i just look at the waves if the waves are good and the wind's good i'm going uh, i don't look really look at the tides <clears throat> um i just adjust i adjust to that because you can't really if you just wait to see what the fishing weather is going to be like, you may not have any fishing at all because you may be waiting for the perfect day for, say, forever. Okay, so you're looking at the wind and the waves. All right, well, what else about it there for you? Or well, actually, I guess if we move us into the next one, then we can go that route because I think this is going to go hand in hand. How do you select your spot? <laughs> so um if we want to see sunrise we go to one area if we don't want to see sunrise we'll drive to the other area it's just it's really what we feel like doing um because some of the spots i just walk up on because i believe sometimes surf fishing is mainly about luck too if you just walk up and the fish are there then it's even better you're just now there to help you know um bring those in so uh my spots are just my spots but everybody can get to them they're nothing really special all right well, are you looking at anything in particular then to pick that spot to fish um uh, yeah i'm looking to see you know the rips where the bars are um where there's little cut that's out uh the deeper waters you know stuff like that um uh, we have a lot that some of the times we have a lot dirtier water i would say murkier water so you really can't see too much of the deepness but when the, you get the clear days that's the good times you can go and you really can't on an app it doesn't tell you if the water's clear or not you just got to try to guess by the waves my thing is if the waves are less than two feet the water's going to be a little clearer than it's going to be if they're you know two to three or three to four that makes sense so you bring up a great point there on the murkier days how do you find the deep spots and the shallow spots um i just throw and usually because we have a trough like we'll have the the shore and then we'll have a trough and then we usually have two bars so between the first and the second bar i'll try to throw into the deeper water and then sometimes I'll throw in between the shore and the first bar, which could only be, you know, 30, 40 yards out in front of us. Yeah, you get a lot of tidal movement over there. I mean, hell, you yeah. can get 100 yards of beach, but 
within you know four or five hours with the tide flow yeah. so i can yeah. see that one okay uh so you brought into casting let's talk about the casting you mentioned the two troughs and you're throwing in between there is there anywhere else that you're looking at like hey i need to throw here i want to throw here what is there anything that sparks your interest to throw at certain zones uh no not really um i'm really one of those basic type of fishermen that just go out there and throw and if I'm not catching anything, then I'll move it and stagger it, or I'll move down to the beach a little bit to see if I can spark a bite or something. Okay. Well, so you mentioned tides, moon phases. Is there any kind of moon phase that for you where you're all, nah, not fishing, or dude, this type of moon phase, this is the key? I haven't really paid much attention to the moon phases a lot. I know a lot of people say full moon bite is is something that's true, um, but I don't really fish at night on the beach. So um, I know it, it works throughout the day as well, but no, I wouldn't say I really keep a focus on the moon phases. Okay. And what about sinkers and rigs? What kind of rigs do you like to use and uh, lead you throw? I throw the sinker guy, two, a three ounce. I just know they're red. The red three ounce Sputnik weights, I throw his religiously. Um, and then I used to use, I still have some of his rigs, Salty's Pompano's. I use his rigs. Um, there's also Hooked on Reel, and he's tied me a couple of rigs. And Frisky Fins tied me a couple of Pompano rigs as well. Frisky Fins is able to, uh, made, allowed me to customize my own, which was with a top float blue dropper with just a blue bead on the bottom and uh i won't say that they've worked any better or any less than any other pompano gigs it's just you're happy i mean that's your preference one yeah yeah i get that dude totally blue, blue is my color so so that's what gets me like personalized i guess you can say makes sense well let's talk about bait so you got, like you said, you're going to do in different types of fishing. You've got pompano fishing. You're doing normal double drop one there. You're also shark fishing. Walk me through your baits. So majority of the time, I'll just use strictly fish bites and I'll cut a little snippet of those off, put it on the hook, and then I'll tip. Nope. I said that backwards. I'll put the fish on, uh, excuse me, the dead shrimp. I'll take a piece of the shrimp put the shrimp on there and then tip it with the fish bite. They say it tends to hold the shrimp on better, uh, but that's just something that I've been doing. And uh, I've used live shrimp on single drops with no floats, but I don't, I caught, I did catch one pompano on a live shrimp one time, which I was a little shocked about. Yeah, that's a um, bit different. Yeah, it was definitely weird. Um, but I wasn't complaining. He was a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't complain when the, uh, the the old silver flatty gets on there. That's right. Um, so I've used clams. I've used squid. I've used fleas, but it's crazy with me. Fleas do the opposite effect for me. I don't ever have any luck on fleas. Like other people tend to have killer luck on them. Interesting. Wow. Okay. I don't know if it's because I'm not hooking it right. I don't. I don't know what it is, but. So you put. I it tend to do. You, are you going all the way through the shell completely, or are you just putting the tip into the back end? No, I'm 
putting it through slowly so it doesn't crack the shell. Right. And then throwing it out there. Huh. And you're not getting hits. How weird. No, that are is they, weird. Are they biggins or are you using all of No, sizers? I'm the biggins teens tend. No, I don't use the big ones. I use the small ones. Just I won't say the small ones, but I'll say the mediocre size. Yeah, yeah. The olive and a little bit undersized. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's it's just something, but I know there's people on my coast that tear it up with sand fleas. I'm just not one of those guys for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand it. You know, you're not the only one. Yeah. You're definitely not alone. I I understand. I, I have I have a love hate relationship with sand fleas, but yes, uh, uh, it's yeah. You never know. You never do. Okay, so you've got um. What do you do when you go fishing in a brand new place that you've never been before? Um, so I'll definitely walk to see what I can see. And if I see just one place, I don't, I'll, I don't know how to explain it, but if one place gets juicier than the other, and that's just where I'll set up and go. But uh, I'm looking for like bait activity, um, I don't really throw a lot of metal because um, you don't really see pods coming through a lot uh, as like you guys do see up there. Um, but with the mullet run coming, we should be, be able to throw some metal at them and get something. Oh, yeah. You got plenty of things chasing that mullet. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when you throw metal, what do you like to throw? Uh, I throw ES lures. Uh, I've just been... They've been good to me. Um, I don't have any color preference. I mean, I do, but it's the blue one, obviously. It's obviously blue, right? I was yeah. going to say, come on, man. You already said blue. <laughs> yeah. So it's the blue one that I throw. Um, but I haven't had much luck on metal yet. But I think that will change once the mullet comes, like I said. The learn out here as well. Um I did a couple of podcasts with different, different, you know, metal companies. And man, I picked up a couple of great nuggets of, I didn't realize my speed. That was one of my biggest problems. I was doing, you know, how, like when you throw for bass, you kind of have that normal retrieve and just a do, 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 yeah. do, 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 kind of steady cadence. And well, and one in particular was beach bum lures. Uh, he was like, dude, no, you got to turbo it. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you need to bring that thing in with speed. He's oh, like, wow. if you bring it in with speed, you'll pick up a Spanish. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, and if you slow it down a little from the high speed to lower speed, you'll pick up a blue. And I was like, dude, why didn't anybody tell me this? He goes, right. why, didn't, why didn't you know it? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. Come on, man. Um, but it was like, it, after him and I had that, after we did the podcast, I had really learned a ton about metal and how I was just not using it properly. And again, I don't speak for anybody on this. This is just Brian's experience. Yeah. Because I was throwing metal forever. I'm like, why the hell is this not working? And right. you know, I'd watch Justin catch and I'm like, I hate you. Mm -hmm. I really hate you. Um, but it, it was it was a good experience for that. So I bet for you this year you're gonna you're gonna crush on some metal. I have a feeling, especially with so. the mullet run, man. That's gonna yeah. be uh I'm fun. So. All right. Uh how do you adjust your tactics for fishing when the bite isn't on fire? 
so then that's when I go to my tactics that I would use for bass fishing. When I wasn't catching any bass, I would go to a small hook and a little piece of bait and just throw it out there and see what we can catch. So if we're not catching anything on the big surf pompano rigs, I'll throw a little small circle hook with a piece of shrimp and just catch something. Um, or we just move spots. Okay. Downsize or move. When you say smaller hooks, what are you, are you using one odd, two odd, or are you going or lower than that? Uh, so all I have is one odd, two odd, but I want to get into like the number six or the number twos. So we can throw in between me and that first bar. Cause you know, there's fish laying there. You just got to get them to chase it. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely work. Makes a lot of sense talking about that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I, I like to use sixes. Sixes are nice little hiders. They're like, it's just big enough. Yep. You can pin, you can pin so for before anybody comes at us in the comments, you can pin some naughty fish with a six. I mean, oh, absolutely. I, I've pinned a 30 inch plus red with a six without worrying about it. So that's awesome. Y'all can do it. Don't, don't, don't come at us with that crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so with yours you got a lot of coastline that you can fish and you probably have a favorite area how would you say that the fishing is different in your area than if you went north or south so honestly i think our fishing area is mediocre uh because if you go south of us you got sebastian and coco all that you got a lot of snook activity right down there um you go north of us uh it seems to stay steady but I would say where our, our area is better is because you have that uh, deeper coastline or shoreline to where the waves aren't as energetic as I was told. There's more area for the waves to, to lose that energy. So, uh, and we have the jetties right there. We have a lot of shark activity now. That's, but we also have a lot of surfers. So you have to plan your days on when you got to go and all that stuff. Well, shark activity equals your happiness, right? there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, it does. So let's talk about seasons then for that whole thing. You obviously, just like us over here, you know, we've got great seasons. We've got crap seasons. What have you found for your seasons to be your, all right, summer, fall's great. This is great. This is bad. What have you found? So, so far... On the business side of things, summer has been really slow compared to other summers. I don't know if it has anything to do with the heat or something, but um, this summer, my pompano bite has actually picked up a little bit more than it has in the previous times. So that's something that's really surprising to me with the warmer water, the warmer weather, you get the warmer water, but the pompano bite has been picked up for me, which is strange. Yeah, that's different. Okay. We had this guy, there's a guy, uh, I don't remember his name, but he goes every morning to Canaveral National Seashore and he tears the pompano up. It's crazy that they're still biting this time of year. Yeah, it is. I wonder if they're coming in and out of the, I mean, I love Canaveral. I, when I come down to visit my mom in Orlando, I'm normally a Canaveral or I'm right there by the Air Force Base. Uh, yeah. I'm fishing that whole zone. That jetty, I mean, that's a serious mover, but it wouldn't shock me if they go in and out of there feeding and stealing, you know, running back to the cruise ships. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's south of where I go. Um, so we have on the other side of that, New Smyrna side, there's a Canaveral National Seashore, too, that we go to. That we oh, go to. okay. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Geography was never my good stuff. Uh, it was never my It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't put two and two together. Okay, so summer's been funky. All right, talk to me about fall, winter, and spring. So, uh, well, fall, I'm usually done because I coach softball. I coach weightlifting. I say I help coach. Uh, so I'm usually busy during the fall with that. Uh, so my uh, oldest daughter is in weightlifting and softball. So is my middle daughter. And they play travel ball during the fall. So I'm pretty much Ooh. busy. You're Yeah, you have no life. It is done. Yeah. You are on yeah. the road. But I do make times for those early morning trips. So I'm back in time. But uh, fall... I think for me personally, it's better because it's not as hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, like I said, I'm a basic fisherman. I'm one of those guys that fish year round. Um, I don't really have a better season than not. I just go and go. Okay. So no difference for you. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Now we'll move into, uh, we're going to go ahead and move into your business here. Let's get into the guiding thing. What got you into guiding? Uh, so like I was saying earlier, um, when I was at my lowest, I needed an outlet for survival. And coming up with Real Healing Outdoors made that possible that I need to, to share with other people. Um, you know, tell them, you know, hey, listen, life's not over. You know, so uh, and being able to express that to people as I bring them out on the water and get their piece of serenity, it's uh, what made me open up and say, okay, this is something I need to do now. Hmm. And have you found, I mean, I know this question isn't on there. Have you found that with the guiding and getting there, that has helped you? Oh, absolutely. It definitely has definitely helped me out more than the people that i'm fishing with understand if it's uh you know a a charter trip if it's something that a friend of mine that said hey i need a peace out i need a peace outing uh and i take them out it's for them i think it does good but for me it does great because now i get to share my knowledge and express myself and say hey listen this is an outing. This is a way that we can just sit here and zen out. And uh, it's definitely humbled me in a way that um, that in a way that just it's hard to express those um, feelings because you just know that you're doing something without doing something. Yeah. When I backing into my darkness here, so for those of you that follow the show, you guys know I took all of July off. I had my own problems. I had a whole bunch of weird stuff going on, and my brain wasn't working very well. And I liked my little box. And Chris and I got to chatting about it too. You know, and he understood where I was coming from. And I appreciate you doing the buddy check and catching up and talking with me, man. I do appreciate that. All right, no problem. Hey, that's what we're here for. That's how we survive. A true story. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got into a 
slight tangent here. I got into a good conversation with a, a guy I served with for a long time. And we were talking about the 22 a day and those pieces. And I, uh, I called him a couple months later and he's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a 22 thing. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, well, obviously push-ups aren't my jam. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to hit one, I'm going to make a couple months for this and I'm going to call 22 friends a month. 22 veterans that I just, I know I have on my phone that I haven't been in touch with and just call them. Just That's awesome. what have you been doing, dude? What are you up to? And, you know, cause there's nothing against these organizations that do 22 a day things. Please don't think that you guys are awesome. I appreciate what you do, but the average veteran is probably not doing stuff like that, especially the one that's having an absolute for lack of a better term shit show going on. They aren't, they aren't pushing that one. So my brain was like, all right, well, I'm just going to change it for me. And I found when I called 22 buddies and I was like, dude, I haven't talked to you in years. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? What are you doing? How's things been? And that sparked a whole different bit of a conversation. You know, we never talked about any of the dark stuff. Obviously we just caught up and shot the shit, but instead of, you know, doing pushups and putting it on social, why don't you call 22 friends? You'll be surprised what you find in 22 day, 22 phone calls. Like that's pretty awesome. What the hell are you doing now? (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Thanks man. I I need to find something different because the other's not working. It's not. It's, right. it's really not. And, you know, You're I'm right. not going to get into the mental health piece here because I'm not a mental health specialist. I'm just a guy that has mental health. And that's I'm trying right. to make it better. But, yeah, it's, right. there's something there's something that's got to change, and hopefully we can figure out a way. Anyway, blah. blah. Damn it, Brian. I'm going on a freaking hey, tangent there. We need those every now and again. <laughs> what comes with going on a trip with you? Um. So when you come with me, I'm going to put you on the fish that are there. Um, I'm not going to guarantee you any fish, but I'm going to guarantee you a good time. Um, so, uh, I'll bring water with me. Uh, I'll bring all the bait and tackle, all the gear, everything that you need. All you have to do is just show up and, uh, we're going to have a good time. Yeah, I bet you will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, what do you normally target when you're on a charter? Uh, so it's really their preference, um, either Pompano, we're going for Pompano or Whiting, something that they want to bring home and keep and eat for dinner. Um, or if they request it, we'll do some shark fishing too. Um, I'll throw, well, you know, we'll catch a Whiting or something, cut the head off of that, throw that out there and just see what we get. Majority of the time, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, six out of 10 times that I've thrown a rod out, I've caught in a shark. So I've, I think I'm pretty good where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. You'll catch plenty of them out there. A couple of tournaments I fished out there. It's like, what the hell? Leave me alone. Right. You're you're not my target. Yeah. It was was so much fun, but it really stinks when you get them on a pompano rig and you know, you're about to lose that fish. Yeah. And you know, in five minutes, you're going to be tying a new rig on and hoping for the best. And it's like, go away. You've got some. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite part about running a charter? Um, so my favorite part about running a charter is giving somebody the experience of um, an easy way of um, what's the word I'm looking for entertaining yourself um, and clearing your mental space because we all know that we all deal with something. 
but we don't know how to deal with it. Getting on the shoreline and just throwing lines out is a way to deal with it. I don't know what it does, but it just blocks all that negativity out of the way and just puts that positive reinforcement back into your body. Nice. Yes, it does. Very nice. All right. How is uh, how is running a charter different than your just normal fishing day for you? So I don't really say that there's a difference. If I go fishing on the day of me and my family, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do, if I go on a charter, I'll make sure and take care of what needs to be taken care of. I'll bait your hooks. I'll take everything off. Um, majority of times I throw the lines out because it's new people. They don't know how to throw it. Um, if they want to learn, I'll teach them how to, how to throw it. Um, I teach, I'll teach them how to uh, tie on rigs on what I'm using, all that stuff. Um, so I guess if it's your first time, I'll teach you whatever you want to know. But if it's your hundredth time, I'll still teach you everything you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so funny because it's the truth, ain't it? Uh, and if you're not picking something up on your hundredth, you know, it doesn't matter. We're always learning mm -hmm. in this game. So hopefully you're That's picking right. up something on it when I go out. Yeah, and I hope a lot of people understand that you can never not learn something. You can learn something every time you go out there on the water. Even if you're alone, you can learn something by yourself. Yeah, definitely. that part especially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. All right, well, we've been 40 in, so let's go ahead and knock out another bait check because you got to check it for real this time. It is the second bay check of the episode. Hopefully you've caught a bunch of fish and things are going great. If not, it might be time to change up the bait or move spots. Start thinking about something different. It's always something, but got to try something different. This bait check is being brought to you by the Kids Can Fish Foundation. Kidscanfish.net is the website to go take a look at to check out all the great things they're doing with these kids. They're hosting great camps. They're hosting the surfishing bait or learning about bait. You're learning about cast nets. I mean, there's so many things that they do for these kids up there. And it's all basically, I mean, what's the best way to say this? It's all given to the kids for free because of your donations. Your money goes back into the foundation and helps these kids get out there and fish. It helps them learn. And who knows? Maybe it's a kid that's never been able to. Maybe it's an is issue for finances. We all know fishing's not a cheap sport. It really is not, but it can be. But these things get the next generation into the fishing game for them to understand the addiction that we all have, and they get to fall in love with it. And Kids Can Fish is doing something amazing with that. They've also got the upcoming SSI, St. Simon's Island Running of the Bulls Tournament. I will be there. I am very excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And all the money that's raised from that gets back thrown into that community to help these kids get out there. So that unofficial slogan, I love saying it, more tackle boxes, less Xboxes. Your money helps them make that happen. So go take a look at the website, kidscanfish.net. What is your service area? So I I fish mainly New Smyrna south to Canaveral National Seashore. Sometimes I'll go north to Daytona Beach. Um, but I would say Daytona Beach to Canaveral National Seashore. I tend to go to where a lot of people are staying at their condos. 
and I just drive on the beach and meet them right there on the beach with them. Um, it seems to work out well that way. Or you got the guys that come in from out of town that don't have their gear, that know everything they're being. They just want to rent your stuff out. I do that too. Wow. Okay. So you're running a couple of different aspects there. Yeah. That's smart. Very business yeah. smart. How do people book a trip with you or look up about going on a charter? So I'm on fishingbooker.com. Um, I'm on fishanywhere.com. And then I have my Facebook that you can book strictly through Rehill and Outdoors on my Facebook page. Business side here, one fun one. What has been some valuable lessons learned after starting and running this charter? To be patient because it's not going to be, uh, you're not going to go from zero to a hundred as soon as you start doing it. <clears throat> patient and consistency. I've lacked the consistency in it, um, but to get to where I need it to get, I have to start being consistent. And that's, I think I'm going to start heading that way that's good man you know it ain't easy not even a little not with everything you got going on that's for sure too yeah i needed to keep my headspace sane too yeah it's (laughs) nothing wrong right (laughs) we've talked offline we know we're good (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well let's talk about the social media aspect um i know the comments are the questions come out as YouTuber, but let's just talk about the whole social media thing. What made you want to start doing social media and the uh, media content creation? Um, a way of people to understand and um, just to pretty much understand like, hey, look, you know, this is what this entails and make them interested on people to want to know more about the sport. Um, to let them know like it's a it's it's a very fun addicting um way of life if that's you know if you're not and you know it surprises me that there's people out there that have never fished before and that's the people that i want to try to get into contact so we can teach them those are the fun ones for the charter though aren't they oh they are fun they got a million questions for you and you do your best to answer them all. Those are, those are fun though. Those are the ones that you leave an impact on. Yeah, that, that's my favorite, right? What you just said, the fact that you created something and be able to help somebody get something further. That's, there's not much better than that right there. Not even a little. And sometimes when we feel like we're not making an impact, that's when we're making the biggest impact yes right there what has been the goal for you with content creation um just to be heard and seen um i've been slacking on that like i said but i just got a new uh, sd card for it uh we'll be getting a new computer here soon so i'll be able to do more content creations um back in 2018 when i started i was on it all the time but then I just got diverted from time. And then I've learned over the years that if you don't make the time, the time will slip away. So I got to make the time. The most valuable asset we have that we can't get back. That's right. What has been one of the biggest lessons learned at doing uh, 
are doing this content creation? Um, patience again, because some of these apps or programs that you do for editing and all that stuff is where really, really is where the time is spent. Um, or sometimes, you know, I'll just do it uh, blue collar style. Just you see what you get and this is how it is without any editing or not. So, um, yeah. Cool. Good there. Has doing content creation made you a better angler? Um, I would say yes, because it makes me watch other people's content. So it's allowing me to become more knowledgeable of what everybody else is doing on the fishing side and also on the content creation side. Any channels in particular that have been like, man, this, this has been my super helper. Uh, Bama beach bum. When he started out back, he was about two. When I started in 2019, he only started for two years. I believe uh, he was one of the, founding fathers, I guess you can say, of the YouTube channel creation on the surf fishing area. Um, but Justin Reed Fishing, I've been watching him a lot. And there's another guy that I talked to, his name is Mike Stapleton. He doesn't have any social media, but his is, uh, I want to say Korean wife angler or fisherman, something like that on YouTube that we keep in contact a lot too, because he, uh, he goes to the same areas that I fish. Um, so just all in all of all these people all around giving me better knowledge on and off the water. Good call outs. And those are some good channels. I'll have to take a look at the other one there. I've never heard of that. And yeah, I, I'll admit it's kind of fun to watch Justin do his stuff, especially when I'm fishing with him and watching me out there. I'm like, all right, you're good. He's like, yeah, he's, he's a character and he's damn yeah. good at what he does. So it's, it's a yeah. lot of fun to see his stuff. He's a good dude. From what I've, I've talked to him a couple of times offline on, on messenger. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's very helpful in any questions that I have, you know, asking him or anything like that about the content creation side, he'll definitely give me the knowledge that he has. So he's, he's an awesome dude. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go call him actually. <laughs> I should call him. <laughs> Bring the bubble up. Yeah. what are you doing right now actually midday he's probably hiding i don't i don't blame him he's probably swamped yeah. with work he's always busy uh what about uh what's the future plan for your job for your channels um so my future is just to put it out there and let people know that real healing outdoors is just what that is and no matter if you're fishing scuba diving kayaking something outdoors it's really healing to you um and just to get that knowledge out there that just to be outdoors there's an outlet yes there is the sun does it man something about that evil burning thing in the sky does a little bit for and the nature it's different like the sun burning over in iraq compared to the sun burning over here just it's not the same no it's not <laughs> it's weird. and people may think we're weird for that but other ones you guys get it it, it is a different feel it's just it is, it is different uh you know you bring up the outdoors and one of the things that i found so when i traveled my wife and i my daughter we traveled for a long time or a couple of years after i got out of the marine corps after i retired we got in the rv and we just left we, we sold everything and just traveled 
and we wow. were out we were still uh, where were we we were in cali at the time um we were doing the west coast and we were going up north we were heading up to uh, washington to go do our little sightseeing thing and we got out to the redwoods and those big ass trees and seeing all that for some reason it was like the ultimate band-aid to all problems being out in the woods when no yeah i could see people but even the times when i was alone it was like an instant recharge battery completely like life is good all the crap is gone and then we we hit like yosemite and then you know i'm standing in front of el capitan and i'm looking at this rock and i'm like what the hell i mean this is freaking ridiculous wow but the outdoors you just said it the outdoors is there's something there that's not just your out everyday life outdoors we're talking nature outdoors trees yeah. water streams rivers whatever i don't care out get outside it is going to fix you it's going to help your life it's not going to fix yeah. it it's going to help your life it's definitely going to help it i agree 100 yes sir okay all right well you just flew through that damn section a lot faster than i expected so we got to do the final bait check and i'm going to ask you your last questions and get you out of here because you just nailed this stuff, dude. You've been crushing them, loving it. Lots I of wouldn't fun. say that, but okay. <laughs> no, you do it, dude. You are. I. You are. You really, really are. It is the final bay check of the episode, and I hope you've had a great time so far. And I hope you got a bunch of fish while you're out there, because that's the key. We want you to catch more fish. We want you to know, have this knowledge to be able to catch more wherever you are. This bay check is being brought to you by The Sinker Guy. Go on over to thesinkerguy.com and look at everything that Chip's got going on in The Sinker Guy Garage. Need sinkers? Hey, Chris talked about it. You guys know me. I always use the wonderful Sputniks. I love them. They are great in different weight sizes. If you need some that are outside the sizes that are on the website, reach out to Chip. You guys can discuss it. He may be able to assist you with that. If you need the Bruno rig, double dropper that's been well known through Florida and been moving around quite a bit up and down the East Coast and a little bit international there too, it's doing great things. Bait, let's see here. Bait thread, scissors, beads, floats, hooks, you name it. There you go. Chip's got it in there. So going over to thesinkerguy.com. Look, you're going to find what you need. Get your order in today. Quick shipping, great customer service. All right, last of the questions, and we'll get you gone for the day. What knowledge would you give to a brand new angler starting out? To don't be overwhelmed so easily, because it's going to be a lot very quickly. Just absorb it all and just be continually going out there. Don't, don't give it up right away. That's nice. Don't quit. What recommendation would you give to someone coming to your area to fish that's never been there before does before they even throw a line in the water? You better be able to learn to cast far. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you do have some long beach. Okay. So long casting, anything else? Um, No, I would say just come ready. I mean, because you don't, like I said, you really don't know what's going to be there. I mean, just as in every other spot, too, you don't know. Wood ones. All right, last question. We'll get you out. What's next for you? To stay focused on my mental health and to uh, hopefully open up Real Healing Outdoors bigger and better things. Well, I look forward to seeing that happen, dude. You're doing good stuff, and I look forward to watching the growth because you've got plenty of it coming. I really do think so. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. All right. Well, next time I'll see you around. Good. Uh, good talking with you, man. 
Yes, sir. See ya. See ya. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Real Healing Outdoors down there in Florida, South well, Central Florida on the East Coast side. Hopefully this episode gave you some good tips to try and uh, some new knowledge. It's always fun to have you here. I'm always great to see you, and I'm thankful for the time that you spend here with Finding Demo Surf Fishing. Till next week, you take care of yourselves. Get out there and go fish. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs>